Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey yo! Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Here he comes. Y'all ready? I don't think y'all ready. Jeff Key coming at you, the over-circumcised Jew. Travel the world telling jokes, eating eggs with no fucking yolks. Low-cal, so-cal, he pulls out the knife and he stoops your gal. This is his podcast, maybe this one will last. Probably not the one that he's got. He's only had minor success. That's why he brought ND to the M to the X. He's finally about to blow. Welcome to the Jeff Key Show. What's up, everybody? I'm finally back and I'm doing a podcast. My kids are asleep and my wife is asleep and it's time for me to have some alone time with my podcast friends. Hey, guys. It's been weeks since I've been able to record a podcast. I was uh, working on some boats, performing on some ships, comedy, and... I don't have access. I can't use the internet the, the the to the full capacity when I'm on these ships. So I can't record podcasts. So I don't bring my equipment with me. It kind of sucks because it would be fun to just record podcasts all day every day, and I could crank out like five, six, seven while I'm gone for a week. But not the case. In the meantime, I have been doing something rather fun. I got a new phone, as I think I have told people, and so my new phone can do these cartoon emojis. They're called Memojis. That's the correct name for them, and I love them. You can just create your own, so I just create different characters, and I create some that I think look like celebrities that I can do decent impressions of. And I've been making videos and putting them on my Instagram, and I'm having so much fun doing it. And the thing that's funny about it is I know some people think this is so dumb, and I know other people think this is the funniest fucking thing. I love it. So I get the feedback of people who love it, and I also get the feedback of people who think I'm kind of dumb, my wife, but... It's already kind of started to work out. I'm already getting some interest from certain people about doing different gigs that I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't done these characters. Um, so it's pretty funny because I, I, if you haven't checked out my Instagram, go to it. It's my name, at Jeff Keith, G-E-O-F-F-K-E-I-T-H. And um, I got a couple characters I do. I do like a super big Trump supporter guy, old man Ed, I call him. I do a big left-wing women's march pussy hat wearing guy called Caleb the coffee barista. And they kind of go at it. And then I, for some reason, I think it's one of my favorite movies is The Shawshank Redemption. So I just do a Morgan Freeman impression. And I talk about, if you guys have seen The Shawshank Redemption, which you should, because it's a great movie. Um, at the end, spoiler alert, take a three-second pause. If you haven't seen it, don't listen. Skip through this. Spoiler alert. Ready? One, two, three. All right. So at the end of the movie, um, Tim Robbins' character uh, escapes Shawshank Penitentiary, and then Morgan Freeman's character, Red, finally gets approved for parole after getting denied for years and years and years. And they meet up 
uh, on a beach in Zehuataneo, Mexico, which is where the movie ends, right? And so I'm doing this thing. I've only done one, but I'm going to keep doing it, um, where Morgan Freeman just tells stories about what happened after they met up on the beach that day, like all the fun times they had. So I think that's pretty fun. And the thing that's really cool, Tim Robbins, the character who played Andy Dufresne in The Shawshank Redemption, the real Tim Robbins, <laughs> liked my post. And my post is ridiculously stupid. It's like Morgan Freeman going, when Andy and I met up, we fucked a lot of fat booty Latinas. Like, I talk just like dumb shit. So I love that the real Tim Robbins liked that. Um, so anyways, check it out. I do, what are the other characters I do? I do, um... Uh, I don't know. Just check. I can't even think right now. Do some other characters. It's pretty fun. Oh, I do Morris, like this, who's just like looks like an Orthodox Jewish guy, which is so funny. The internet's so funny because I post this. If anyone doesn't know who's listening right now, I'm Jewish, full Jewish. Everybody else said full Jew, full Jew, full Jew. Um, so, uh, but people when they see certain things, they just get triggered. Everybody on all sides, people, some people on the right to the left gets triggered. People on the left to the right gets triggered. Everybody's just getting triggered, you know? So I had Jewish people thinking I was making fun of Jews with this Morris character who got mad at me. And then I had other Jewish people who loved it because they got what I was doing. So pretty funny, pretty fun. I'm having a fun time doing it. So check that out. So, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Okay, so I write down little things I want to talk about on the podcast, and I have all these things written down. And it sucks because I didn't get to talk about them when they happened. So I'm kind of a little bit at a loss. Like I, Some of the things I jotted down, I'm like, what does that mean? So like one thing I do want to point out, I did bitch pretty heavily when I was in Canada about Alaska Airlines because of how bad they treated me with my... They broke my bag and stuff fell out of my bag, and they... The, the customer service was like, oh, it's not our problem. Like, whatever. It's normal wear and tear. I'm like, normal wear and tear? You ripped open, like, the front pocket of my bag and everything. And so anyways, here's a little tip, guys. Always call customer service. Always ask them for a phone number. The people at the airport are always going to suck. Um, not always. I shouldn't say that. But they're, for the most part, going to be like, hey, I can't do anything, so bye. You know? I think they're, like, the first line of defense because they don't expect people to call. Well... I call, okay? I'm bored, guys. I'm a comic. Like, they don't know that. I just perform at night. I got all day. I'm working out, reading books. I got all day to stay on the phone with you and figure out how we're going to make this situation better. So I was in a long line, security line at the airport in Seattle, because if you guys remember that story, I got stuck in Seattle. had to miss my first gig in Calgary, so I lost money there. Anyways, long story short, just want to point this out. Uh, I talked to some lady on the phone, told her what happened, very nice about it. And I always tell these people, I'm like, hey, look, I know you just get people bitching at you all day. Like, so I you know it's just annoying. I'm trying to be like as calm as I can. And then uh, she was really cool. She's like, hey, that sounds like, you know, we should take care of it. Also, it's an international flight. So pretty much everything's covered if we like do anything to your bag. So it should be covered. She's like, just send me some pictures, blah, blah. blah. And she's like, look, um, I'm going to send you an email. You can respond to that email, but I'm just letting you know, like I'm going on vacation for like a week and a half. She's like, so it's going to take a while for me to respond. She's like, so you can send it to this other one. I'm like, no, you know what? I like you. You were nice. I want to send this to you. <laughs> You're cool. I don't want to fuck with anybody else. <laughs> so I sent it to her and uh, 
long story short, guys, I just said long story short a couple times in the last few seconds, but Alaska Airlines writes me back and goes, hey, and I didn't like lie about anything. I didn't exaggerate the price of my bag. I looked up how much my bag would cost because I got it as a wedding gift, so I didn't know how much it would cost. It came in like a set. And uh, I was like, yeah, I found it on Amazon. Looks like I can get it for like 159, 160 bucks is like the cheapest I found it. And I told him like the stuff that was lost. And I go, this is what I buy it for. This is what I sell it for. But I don't expect you to reimburse that. Guys, dude, bro, bro, dude. Oh my God, bro, dude. They came back and they were like, we're sending you a check for $460, guys. I don't know what happened there. My hand hit something on the computer and got messed up. So Alaska Airlines coming through. I got to say, that was very unexpected and very cool of them. So all my bitching about them, I like to take that back. I feel it's only right to take that back. So I am taking it back. All right. Next topic. I want to talk about some serious stuff. Jussie Smollett. What's going on there, guys? Huh? Fake hate crime hoaxes? We've got to talk about that. I'm going to get to that. There's a little tease right there. A little tease. But before I get to that, I want to talk about how it was my son's first birthday on January 31st. So we had a big party for him on January 26th. And my wife said, hey, like, get his haircut. I want his haircut before his big party. So I was like, all right, took him to get his haircut, waiting forever, barbershops for some reason. It is like, when you, you guys, I know some of you guys have kids, it is a different story when you have kids. When you have a kid, it's a different story. When you have kids, plural, it's like, you have no time. My wife and I, Christy and I, got used to having one kid, and then boom, Levi showed up, and it's like, whoa, what's going on now? Now we have no time. Like when you put one kid down for a nap, the other one's awake and they don't fall asleep at the same time. They're at different ages and all this stuff. So it's tough. So I squeeze in some time to take him to the barber. The barber is just like packed. They keep telling me like, oh, it's going to be like another five, 10 minutes. That was like hour and a half later. This guy cannot get a haircut. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come back. I have other stuff to do today. And I told myself I can cut his hair. So I put my son in the little baby Bjorn thing, which if anyone doesn't have kids, like that little like harness thing you see where people just kind of plop their baby. It's like, so he's like hanging on your chest. So Levi, my son is in that. And I just look in the mirror and I take this, the clippers I use to cut my dog's hair (laughs) and I fade up my son. Right. And I, the fade, by the way, guys, I'm gonna be honest. My fade game was fine like wasn't the best but it's pretty good and my son is honestly awesome this is the third haircut he's ever had so twice he was at the barber and even the barbers were like i can't believe how much he sits still it's unbelievable compared to like other babies so i'm not saying he's the best kid in the world but he's like the best kid in the world so anyways i fade him up and then i get to the top of his head now guys i'm like ooh. <laughs> What do I do here? Do I, am I really going to try and test this? Do I really think I have these skills? Yes, I do. I can't just fade him up and then leave this weird mushroom thing going uh, where he has like this big poof on top. So I take scissors. I think, honestly, I'm going to be honest. As I'm doing it, I think I'm doing a good job. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this angle. I'm getting a little texturization going. Like I've seen people cut my hair. I know what I'm doing a little bit, right? It's not going to be great, but it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. It's going to be C. It's going to be passable. I fucked up my son's hair <laughs> like right before his big party. The front was all messed up. The angle I thought I was taking, it was not taking. The way I was clumping his hair together in my fingers just wasn't good. But it's grown out a little bit now. 
And when you put a little product in it and just kind of like move it to the side, people think it looks really cool. They're like, oh, it's a good haircut. I'm like, yeah, I did it. And they're like, it looks really good. And I'm like, oh, okay. You don't want to see it when it's with nothing, no product in it. It's pretty bad. So that was a fun story. Um, let me see. I put a bunch of stuff. I have a ton of clothes that I'm giving away to the homeless. Haven't had a chance to go up to downtown LA to the... Um, mission that I always drop off the shelter that I drop off the clothes out. I used to do it every year on my birthday. And since I've had kids, this has really become tough, but, um, I have a ton of clothes, shoes, like all sorts of stuff, hats, stuff I just don't wear. I'm like, Hey, somebody can use this. So I'm going to give it away. And then I looked at some of it and I'm like, you know what? Um, my wife's talking about these apps offer up and let go. So I'm like, I'm just going to throw it on there and see if I can just sell some of this stuff, you know, in the meantime, make a little bit of money, you know, maybe. And this one guy immediately wanted to buy these boat shoes that I've had for a long time. They're in really good shape. Didn't wear them very often. Like, when am I going to wear boat shoes? I don't know if I ever got boat shoes. I'm an idiot. Anyways, um, so this guy wants to buy my boat shoes. Guys, I'm not listing stuff for like, hey, I'm going to need $100 for these used shoes. I'm like, hey, this is 15 bucks. This is 10 bucks. you know, whatever. Everything's pretty much 10, 15 bucks that I'm putting on there. The stuff that's in good shape. And this guy writes back, oh, oh, I'll give you 10. How's 10? I'm just like, dude, fucking fine, whatever. And then he goes, all right. Um, he goes, where do you want to meet? And I was around, right? So I just go, there's a, where I live, there's a Del Taco and a Starbucks like on the corner of these cross streets. So I'm not going to say the cross streets, but I told him, I'm like, hey, how about these two cross streets? There's a Del Taco right there, like parking lot. Why don't we just meet right there? And he goes, how about we meet, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, now this motherfucker is negotiating the location. It's like, bro, I don't need $10 that bad. You know what I mean? Like, yes, do I want to get rid of these boat shoes? I would rather give them to a homeless person than be pushed around by some guy on the OfferUp app to meet up where you want to meet up. Like, you just asked me, where do we meet up? I tell you where I want to meet up. Like, hey, this is the spot. I just gave you a 33% discount on my asking price by dropping it from 15 to $10. And now you're like, how about the 7-Eleven near my house? Like, dude, go fuck yourself, bro. I was just like, nah, man. Del Taco parking lot, these two cross streets. He's like, all right. And then this motherfucker goes, I'll be, he's like, what time? And I'm like, how about 15 minutes? I think it was like 5.45. It was like 5.30. And I'm like, 5.45? Can you get there by then? He's like, sounds good. This motherfucker shows up at like 5.58. What a dick. Dude, negotiates the price down on something that's cheap as fuck. Then he tries to negotiate the location. Then he says he'll be there at a certain time. And he doesn't show up until like almost twice as much time as elapsed. What a dick. Anyways, I don't like that, dude. You negotiate the price, fine, I get it. My wife was like, that's what people do on those apps. I'm like, okay, cool, great. I get it. I should have made it higher price, so he negotiated down to 15 then negotiate to ask me where to go and then like give a counter offer on the location fuck you bro guy sucks all right talks about that um this is something i don't even have much to say about but the amount of like weird fake outrage people try and manufacture online um i was when i'm on the boats when i'm working on the cruise ships i have limited internet right so I can check like social media. 
So I kind of end up going on like Twitter way too much. Like I don't go on Twitter very often, but then when I'm on the boats, I'm just checking it because there is new, there's, you know, news quote unquote on Twitter. And they'd say like certain things that are going on. There's a story trending for a day or two about Malia Obama, Barack Obama's daughter, because it's like, it's this, I don't need, like even saying it out loud. It sounds so dumb. It's like, she was, um, I guess she's 20. I have no idea what her situation is, how old she is or whatever. But I guess she's 20. And she was, there's pictures of her. The Daily Mail broke, broke the big story. Her and her friends were sharing a bottle of wine. And she, they're like, and they said something like, she's flaunting herself in uh, this bathing suit. She's wearing a one piece. Like, I don't even know 20 year olds that wore one pieces where I grew up. Like one pieces are something that moms wear, married women wear, older women wear, you know, people, women wore in like the forties and fifties that had like the ruffles on them and stuff. Like she's wearing a one, like, I don't think a 20 year old girl can even flaunt herself in a one piece. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the bathing suit is bad. I'm not trying to shit on Malia Obama's bathing suit, but flaunting a one piece. is like the dumbest makes no sense. So it's like, that's like saying like, uh, you know, ooh, Lady Gaga exposes her tits in this winter coat zipped up all the way. What? How are her tits exposed? So anyways, I the thing that was funny is everybody on Twitter, right-wing people, left-wing people, everybody was like, this is a non-story. But there were still people who were like, oh, the right-wing is pouncing on the fact that Malia... It's like, there was like one right-wing person that I saw that wrote something about... Oh uh, yeah, like I wonder what, you know, she's like the one percenter, like try to like kind of capitalize on the fact that I guess there's a, this is a story. This is not a story. Who cares? She's 20. Like who fucking cares? I don't care at all. I mean, and also it's just like such a weird thing when people, whoever the president is, whether it's a Republican, Democrat, whatever, independent, which never, I don't think it's happened for a very long time, but, um, they're kids, dude. It's like fucking who cares? Especially if they're kids, like if their kids are adults, you know, and like they're, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's always warranted, but when people take shots at like Ivanka Trump, like, okay, she's an adult and she's working in the administration. That's, that's a little different. You could take shots at least at, you know, oh, they're part of the administration, but if they're kids, they're like, you know, Bush's kids were like in college, I think when he was president, like high school and college, Jenna and, um, uh, What's the other one's name? I don't know. But those Bush girls, I remember they were partying. I vaguely remember. I was younger back then, so I didn't really pay as much attention. I wasn't an old man paying attention to politics back then. But, you know, uh, so people kind of like, that was always in the news. Like, oh, they're out partying. It's like, fucking, yeah. They have, like, secret service protection. Do you know how drunk I'd fucking get if I had secret service protection when I was 20, 21, 19? Like, and I know that, like, fucking everyone's watching my six at all times. I'm getting fucking lit knowing that I could, like, even if, especially if you're a girl, knowing that, like, oh, I'm not going to get date raped because I have fucking secret service guys watching my back all the time. Yeah, some guy tries something, that guy's fucking done. <laughs> so, like, you would never feel safer than having all those people around you. But anyways, the Obama girls, they were, you know, they were little girls, and now I guess I, I guess Malia's the older one, and she's 20 now, so the other one must be, what, 17, 18, or 16? I don't fucking, I don't even know the age difference. Anyways, but like, dude, it's like off-limits, guys. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, if you hate Obama, if you hate fucking George Bush, or you hate... Uh, the Clintons or whatever, like, if they're kids when they're president are kids, 
who cares? Like that is not a story. Like I don't, I don't really get how that's a story. Uh, unless somebody's, unless the politician's using their kids, like my kid is perfect and my kid never does anything. And then their kid does something. Then it's kind of a story because the actual politician used them as something. But like, I don't remember Barack Obama ever talking about how like his kids were not going to wear one piece bathing suits and maybe drink some wine with their friends. Sharing one bottle of wine amongst like three girls. That's, I mean, I'm drinking a bottle of wine myself lately. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Sorry. Whatever. I don't know. Anyways. So anyways, I thought that was fucking pretty funny how like people on Twitter just freak out. And then, you know, even if no one's freaking out, some people pretend they're freaking out when they're not. There's like all these examples of people on the right who are like, yeah, this is not a big deal. Saying the exact same thing that the people on the left were saying. Some people on the left are still like, can you believe that people on the right shitting on Malia Obama? It's like, what? You mean like the one guy? The one guy on Twitter? You know how many people are on Twitter? <laughs> the one guy? All right. So anyways, who cares? Girl drinks wine. Just having fun with her friend. She's 20. Um, well, I wonder what that's like, though, by the way, just to hang out. Like, isn't that, Wouldn't that be weird? Your friend is the president's daughter or the former president's daughter. That's That's got to be a strange thing. I think she was dating somebody at one point. I wonder if she's still dating that guy. Like, what's that guy's got to be like? Well, I can't fuck up, <laughs> you know. I don't know. That's just got. That's just as a whole. That's like a different life that I don't think any of us can understand. So, um, let's see. Well, a couple more things, and I'll get to my my take on Jesse Smollett. Um, when I was coming back from Honduras, this has happened to me a couple times. Obviously, I spent a lot of my adult life in airports. I got like the extra security while you're boarding the plane. Have you guys ever been boarding a plane? Uh, you can email me, the Jeff Keith Show at gmail.com. That's just the, my name, Jeff Keith, G E L F F K E I T H show at gmail.com. Um, you guys ever been boarding a plane? Like you're boarding, you're through security, security's done, you've done all your shit. Maybe it's another country, they went through your bags and all that, which they did. And then. I'm boarding, like I'm just handing my my boarding pass and everybody's just handing theirs and walking. And then out of nowhere, which is weird too, because like I noticed the girl who took my boarding pass had a engagement ring on. So I go, oh, hey, congratulations. And she was like, oh, ha, ha, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. And then she goes, go that way. And I'm like, huh? She sends me in a different direction. And in my head, I'm like, we just had a nice moment. I congratulated you on being engaged because I noticed your ring and you were all happy about it because I'm sure you're really happy right now in life because you just got proposed to semi-recently, I'm guessing, because you're engaged but not married yet. So, okay, it should be a happy moment in your life. She goes, go over there. She sends me to like this second screening that no one else, nobody else is going through, right? So I go, okay. And I go up to this other girl, and she's like, "Oh, like put your put, put your bags on the on the table." I'm like, "All right." This lady goes through all my bags, not like, not like just unzips it and kind of like looks in, like was pulling my stuff out and like looking through it and just like touching shit, doing like that little swab thing to see if like, you know, there's like bomb residue. And then like it took forever for them to even do that to my hands, and then and then she ends up like swiping me down, like swabbing me like all over my legs and everything, like everything. After she's going through my shit, and here's the thing, I have this nice leather backpack that I bought that I you know spoiled myself when I was making okay money. I got this nice leather backpack, high quality, 
and sometimes you know it bothers me because it is high quality the zipper kind of sticks a little bit so i'm i'm always like extra sensitive with it because i don't want to fuck up the zipper on this really nice backpack this lady's like yanking it and i'm like and i go oh hey do you want me to do it and she's like like waves me off like you can't touch your stuff right now it's like let me just fucking help you with a zipper lady i thought this lady was gonna break my expensive backpacks i was pissed i have a lot of whiny moments at airports i'm noticing so any hooser goes through all my stuff people are like boarding the plane i end up being like one of the last people on the plane because everybody gets to board nobody else is being sent over that's my point point. and then the lady kept as she's like patting me down and stuff she's like talking to the other lady in spanish and they're like laughing like like not laughing not like ha 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 like grabbing their stomachs falling over laughing but like giggling I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, why did I get singled out for this? Because I told that girl, congratulations. Anyways, I don't like the extra check. It just feels a little weird when you have nothing to hide. But I don't, I don't mind it. Like when I was, uh, when I was in Israel, they do like a lot of crazy security stuff when you're flying. But that's because they're constantly people want to kill them all the time. So I didn't mind it. It was weird. It was a little off-putting. But in Honduras, I'm like, dude, I'm staring at a beautiful beach where the planes take off or i'm just about to walk out there and i'm the only one that gets singled out why because i had a rescue puppies make me happy t-shirt on come on so i was not happy with that gang um okay i gotta say this i don't want to say where i was working or whatever but long story short where i was working i do my own shows and then there's one show where i have to do it with the other comedian, right? And it's a big theater show. And we do shorter sets, we only do 20 minutes. So I had to do two of these shows on this last little stint I did. And I, the first time we did it, this guy was selling stuff, he was selling like a CD. And I'd never met the guy really. Well, I never met him, I don't know I said really, I never met him. And so uh, I told the, the host, I was like, yeah, I go, I go, I'll go first if that person's selling something, so you know, I could just get out of here after this it's late you know i want to go to sleep she's like oh yeah just go first and also this other guy didn't show up right like he wasn't there on time so he shows up like right before i go on backstage and i never met him so i was about to like and i look at him it's just me him and like the girl who's hosting the thing and i go i like look at him as if it's like i'm about to say hey hello my name is jeff keith hello nice to meet you you know i look at him give him that look of like friendly face you know like in your face your face goes friendly i do that he looks at me and looks away as if, fuck you, dude, I don't want to know you. It's like, Jesus, we can't even shake hands, say hi. So I was like, all right, well, this guy's kind of a dick. I go up. I have a great set. It's the first time I ever did this set because I had to, like, you know, I have to do all these different sets when I'm working this certain gig, which I don't want to talk about where I am because it might get in trouble. So um, I had to do three different 30-minute sets, and then I do this 20-minute this set, and this had to be different, too, because all these people come to the show who have seen me at the other shows so it was the first time i ran the set and it went great like i couldn't have been happier like went really really well and then uh the, a few days later we have to do the show again right i show up and the host girl goes oh he said he he's going first this time and in my head right away i was like why would he want to go first when last time it worked out fine um and he's selling stuff again like he's selling stuff so he is definitely going to stick around after i am not selling stuff so why does he want to go first and i'm like this guy has nefarious reasons for wanting to go first i know this i've been in this business a long time i know how people are there's a lot of shitty people right 
So this guy goes up there. He's doing like, he knows that my set is like, hey, my kids, my grandma, right? Like that's the set I do at this show. So he goes up and does like pussy fart joke, pussy fart joke, more pussy fart jokes, fucking this, fucking that, like all these dirty sex jokes, whatever. Fine. I don't care. People can do whatever they can do. I have dirty jokes too. I just thought it was funny that he demanded to go first knowing that like it's like following all that is is makes it more difficult so this guy clearly doesn't care about the audience that's the thing that i find so funny about some comedians they don't care about the audience they only care about themselves they care about their relationship with the audience it's like how about these people just get a good show right so he does all that and in my head i'm like whatever i'll follow it no big deal and then this is what i this is where it came to the point it was became very hard to follow and I realized why this guy wanted to go first. He purposely wanted to go first to fuck me over. He ends his set. I'm not joking around, guys. He does like his 20 minutes or 18 minutes, whatever. Ends his set with at least two solid minutes of bringing the vibe in the room down. And by the way, this is not a small room. This is not like a room where you can get up there and just do crowd work, start talking to the crowd. This is a big theater. It's probably like close to 1,000 people there. He just starts talking about veterans from the military and how the suicide rate is so high and how many of them are killing themselves and how many of them are homeless and all this stuff like giving statistics and being real specific and like ruining the vibe for comedy you know what i mean like i care about that shit too obviously it's horrible i grew up in a marine town like support the troops nothing against the troops or anything but this guy used that to fuck me over because this is the thing guys and this, this thing audiences don't get it like they don't know they just like they just they're just sitting there drinking watching the show and then they don't get why like why i ended up not being that funny <laughs> you know what i mean like they don't put two and two together which is not their fault because it's not their job to and he knows that so he fucks me over brings the vibe of the room to a screeching sad melancholy suicide homeless halt and then just gets off stage and there's a thing like, sometimes if somebody ends their set and it's awkward or whatever, you can make a comment. What comment am I going to make? Maybe I'm just bad at this, but like, I know I'm not. But like, what comment am I going to make? Hey guys, hey, yeah, homeless veterans, veterans committing suicide. Here's a joke about that. Like, you can't like piggyback off it at all. What am I going to say? Oh, I think his statistics were a little off. Am I right, gang? Ooh, everything I, anything I could say is like cringy. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fuck, dude, just come on, man, we're all in this, like, sad mode now, like, we're, we're, like, two levels away from tears, <laughs> so he did that on purpose, and it was fucking not easy to follow, and this motherfucker did it because he wanted those people to be like, oh, man, you, you're the best comic on, you know, whatever, it's like, oh, great, dude, so anyways, this guy also does, I watched, like, a, like, a few minutes of his other set, he just does a bunch of unoriginal, uh, like jokes that you guys have all heard for like the last 30 years like why do women always say hey does this dress make me look fat oh no baby your fat ass makes you look fat oh my god dude did you think of that are you the first guy to think of that joke so this guy sucks but anyways it was funny because in my head i'm like whatever this is going to be tough but i'm going to go up and do my best and i got him going and like here and there in certain parts of my set but it was not not the same as that other time when i got to just go up and they were just in a good mood and uh not thinking about suicide and homeless people uh so anyways i had to get that off my chest that guy what a fucking prick um talked about those things let me see butcher's haircut okay my wife i will say there's a couple of quick things about my wife my wife is pretty funny 
my wife hired someone to clean our house like once every couple months and uh she asked me the other day she goes hey do you think uh do you think adriana's pregnant it's a girl that cleans our house and i go uh, i don't know i go why i wasn't, wasn't really paying attention i wasn't really looking and then she goes she's like holding her stomach a lot and it looks like she might be pregnant she's like but i didn't you know i don't want to say any uh and she, and she said she's like yeah i was gonna ask her if she was maybe pregnant and then she like and then my wife switches the top and goes yeah, like, I feel bad we have all those clothes that we're going to give her the, you know, homeless and stuff. Like, I was wondering, because I have some stuff in there that she might want. Like, I was going to offer it to her, but I didn't want to offend her. And I was like, you almost asked her if she was pregnant, but you didn't want to offend her by saying, hey, do you want some free clothes? <laughs> like, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but what's more offensive, ladies? You possibly not being pregnant and someone going, hey, when do you do? You pregnant? You look a little prego. Touching that tummy? <laughs> and then you're not pregnant or going, hey, like... I have some clothes uh, I don't wear anymore. Do you want to like go through them? Like maybe there's something you want. Maybe it fits you. Like I think the second one's way less offensive, right? So anyways, it's pretty funny. My wife makes me laugh. And then this, this really made me laugh. My wife used to work on, um, she used to work, she used to be a teacher. So she worked Monday through Friday. And then she also, my wife has her own company where she teaches cheerleading, coaches cheerleading at different schools privately my wife's company pretty cool so ever since we had our daughter um and now we have two kids but ever since we had our daughter you know she couldn't work five days a week so she only does her cheerleading thing and she makes more money doing that anyways and it's she kind of consolidated the schools she goes to into like two or three days so she would only work tuesday wednesday thursday instead of monday through friday so and she doesn't work like you know all morning like she's doing all that so she this is the thing. I have a lot. I'm scatterbrained. I have a lot going through my head. My wife tells me um, a while ago, she's like, oh, like I don't work Tuesdays anymore. I moved that class to like Wednesday or whatever. And um, so, of course, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. So a couple weeks ago, Tuesday rolls around. And this is the thing, guys. I wake up on days I know my wife has to work and I'm watching the kids. Like I wake up as early as I can to see if maybe I can go to the gym and like work out or maybe at least like get some stuff in, like, you know, brush my teeth, do some, like, core exercises or something in the house, do some meditation, whatever, do something before the kids wake up, because at that point, it's game over, anyone who with kids knows that, like, you don't have time at all, like, you don't get to just have time, so I wake up, and I get some stuff done, I think I, like, went downstairs, I did the dishes, I did some stuff, whatever, I meditate and all that, and I go, hey, I go, hey, babe, I go, she didn't seem to be in a rush, and I go, hey, like, do I have time to blah, 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 and she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, that's cool. So I'm like, all right, thanks, thanks. I really appreciate it, you know? And then I said to her, I said to her at one point, like, you don't seem to be in that big of a rush. And in my head, I'm like, what time does she work on this day? Like, I thought she, were, I thought she usually leaves by like 8, 7.30, 8, you know, maybe 8.30. Like, am I wrong? Like, does she leave at 9? Like, I don't know what's going on here. I know she only teaches one class on Wednesday, but what's going on? And uh, so anyways, long story short, my wife leaves comes back. My mom, I think, came over that day to like, kind of help out the kids a little bit. My wife comes back around like 1 o'clock or whatever. And then we go to lunch. Sometimes on those on Tuesdays, if my mom comes up and watches, my wife and I will go like have lunch. And we have like kind of like a mini, just some time to ourselves, like a little mini date. Maybe we'll go see a movie, but usually we don't have time. And uh, <laughs> we're eating lunch. And, I, and I'm talking about you know my career and stuff to my wife. And I go... Oh, babe, I go, I'm sorry. I go, how was work today? And she just starts laughing. And I go, what? 
I go, what are you laughing? I go, what happened? Did I miss something? And she goes, you don't listen. She's like, I told you weeks ago, like, I don't work on Tuesdays anymore. And I was like, what? And I just started smiling and go, wait, where did you go? She's like, oh, I went to Target and I went to Starbucks and I was like, just like having some me time. I go, what? I go, so I could have gone to the gym. Like I asked you if I could go to the gym. She's like, just laughing. She thinks it's the funniest thing in the world that like, I kind of deserved it though. Cause I did forget that she doesn't work Tuesdays anymore. And she just went and did her thing. She was like, I'm thinking about getting my nails done. She's like, I'm just going to do this every Tuesday. You'll probably just keep forgetting. So there you go. My wife makes me laugh. Here's a couple of notes I wrote down. I don't even know what I was talking about. My dad talking about my mom's colonoscopy at dinner. I don't remember the details of that. Um, I kind of remember this. A contractor called me for, uh, whenever I get courtesy calls, if I pick up, I don't know why they call them courtesy calls. If I ever get those calls where people are trying to sell you something, this guy called me. He's trying to sell me something. He wanted to know if I needed any like additions to my house or any work on my house. So I was like, "Oh yeah, man." My, I think I was I think I was down at my parents with my my family, and I was so I was on speakerphone. I'm like, "Yeah, dude. I'm so glad you called actually because I'm I'm looking into putting a safe room into my house because uh, I just saw that movie, The Purge." And I think that like that could be that could come up, you know, that could be a real thing. So I really need a safe room, just a place where I, me and my family could be safe. And the guy was like, "Hey man, like don't be fucking with me, man," you know. And I and I'm like, "What?" I go, "No, man. I go, I'm serious. I need a safe room at my house." I go, "Do you guys do that, or like how much would that cost, you know? Because I don't know how much that would cost." He's like, "Look, look, I could, I do that, but." Like, I just feel like you're fucking with me. And I just go, I don't know why you keep saying that. All I'm asking is for a quote on a safe room for my house. And he was like, I do that, but like, I could do that. Like, I build that, but like, man, like, I'm trying to hustle. Like, I'm trying to like, you know, whatever. And I just feel like you're wasting my time. I'm like, I'm wasting your time? I go, you called me, dude. How much does a safe room cost? And the guy just kept saying that I was like wasting his time. Never gave me a quote. I'm like, dude, do you want to build my safe room or not, man? This purge might be happening. And I kept this guy on the phone for about seven minutes and then finally he would not give me a quote on a safe it's like can you believe that someone called and clearly i was fucking with him but what if i wasn't and he's just like he won't give me a quote on a safe room and he's giving me a lecture on like possibly jerking him around it's like bro you're randomly calling my phone you know he got my number what are you talking about i'm wasting your time you're like i mean most people just hang up on you right at least this way you have possibly a guy who wants a safe room for the purge so I guess I kind of remember that story. Um, oh, okay, this is the last one I remember. When I was in Calgary, and we'll get to Jesse Smollett. When I was in Calgary, um, the last night, uh, the owner of the club was like, hey, the comic that's coming in to fill in next week, they actually asked me to stay another week. I'm like, I can't do it. But the, they go, the comic that we got to fill in, you know what? Oh, excuse me, guys. Oh, oh, yawn. He goes, the um he he's coming in a di- like the night before because he doesn't want to miss his flight so is it cool because they put you up at like a apartment in downtown calgary he goes is it cool if he comes over and just like sleeps on the couch because i was leaving the next morning and it's like one of those things where it's like do i want to spend the fucking night with some guy i don't know no not at all but like obviously i like the club and i like the owner i have a good relationship so of course i said yes so just to mess with my wife I was like telling her about it and then I just threw in that it was a female comic and then I just googled like Canadian female comics and I just found 
somebody who looked like kind of cute. And I'm like, yeah, I go, this is ridiculous, right? Like, what was I supposed to say? Like, I said yes, because, like, you know, obviously I really like Jack and everything. He's always been good to me. I go, but this is bullshit. Like, some fucking random chick is just going to, like, sleep in my apartment tonight? And Christy was so pissed. (laughs) She was, so she fucked with me on that Tuesday thing, right? But I fucked with her so good on this. And she was like, that's ridiculous. You better tell him no. And I'm like, babe, like, they're always good to me. They work me every year. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't, you know, like, what am I supposed to say? And I go, I don't even know who this chick is. I never even heard of her. But like, I sent my wife the picture. And I, I don't even know who I found. I found some, the girl I found wasn't even like a stand-up comedian. I think she does like, from, I don't know. I didn't even look into it. But it looked like she did like sketch comedy or maybe she was just like a comedic actress or something in Canada. I don't know. But it is so funny. And then the funniest part was my wife getting all pissed off. And then when I finally told her like, babe, I'm messing with you. It's some guy named whatever, whatever the guy's name was. I can't remember now. And uh, she's like, I don't believe you. So she thought she believed that the girl was coming so much that she thought I was joking about it not being a girl when I told her the truth. So basically, there you go, guys. My wife and I like to mess with each other constantly. All right. Time to get serious so no comic can go up after and have a good set. <laughs> this whole like this whole thing with this Jesse Smollett guy who's an actor in Empire, if anyone doesn't know, I'm sure you guys all know. Um this guy faked a um, hate crime where he said that people, he said that like white guys in MAGA hats said, you know, threw bleach on him at two in the morning. He went out to get a sandwich. They threw a noose around his neck and they told, they called him the F word for gay people and the N word. And, um, like, no, okay, this is the thing. This guy's story never really made sense. Like, that's the thing. Like, of course there's hate crimes. Of course they're horrible. Any hate crime against anybody, whether it's a hate crime against a black person because they're black or an Asian person because they're Asian or a Jewish person because they're Jewish or whatever, a white person because they're white, like anything, they're all horrible, right? Just committing a crime against somebody because of their race or religion or whatever, or sexual preference, horrible. So, but his story didn't make sense because he said they threw bleach on him and bleach, from what I understand, like would freeze at a temperature much higher than what it was in Chicago the night, which was negative 20 degrees. So you can't really even throw bleach on somebody. Um, Also the idea that in Chicago, there's a bunch of like, you know, Donald Trump supporters who would even yell, this is MAGA country. That was the thing they said, this is MAGA country when they did it. Like, what? That's like if I said I was on the south side of Chicago, which is predominantly black, and uh, yeah, I was like walking around, and these two guys in Klan outfits jumped me and said, hey, that's that Jewish comedian from, you know, that MTV show. Like, just something like not believable. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, people be like, what? There's guys in clan outfits in the south side of Chicago. So, this guy's saying that guy, like Trump supporters, yelled, This is MAGA country. And they recognize him. They said that's the, the F word from Empire or whatever. So, they watch Empire, which is what? Like, do you guys really think a bunch of guys that were, wear Make America Great Again hats and commit a hate crime or fans of the show empire where they're recognizing actors from the show so guy's story never really made sense he held on to his sandwich the whole time like there's survey there was video footage of him walking back into his building holding his calmly by the way holding his subway sandwich um 
his manager said he was on the phone with them the whole time and heard, yeah, they said this is MAGA country. So, so that means, and then Jesse Smollett said he, he fought back. Um, so he fought back while holding a cell phone and a Subway sandwich. The sandwich never got damaged. He kept the noose around his neck um, the whole time. Like He called the police like 40 or 45 minutes after it supposedly happened, and he still had the noose around his neck. Like, what? Like, none of this really made sense. So when it first happened, a lot of people were like, uh, and it's not even like, you know, right-wing people only. Like, I saw people all over Twitter, like a bunch of people who are clearly not right-wing people, saying like, oh, this is some bullshit, this guy's lying, blah, 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 blah. And then, so like, but the media was just like, yeah, like, this is horrible, so horrible. And then all these, like, politicians were like, this is horrible, this happens in America, this, like, Trump did, you know, this is Trump's fault. And then, like, uh, Ellen Page went on Stephen Colbert's show, and she's like, of course this happens, it's Mike Pence's fault, and, you know, all this stuff, and and uh, what do you think's going to happen when you hate people so much? Like, what happened to Jesse Smollett? Ellen Page is, like, at near tears. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, if it was a believable story... I'd believe it. Like when I first heard, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this like, I don't know, I don't watch Empire, but when I first heard that like a gay black guy got attacked, you know, and like a hate crime, I'm like, oh, it's terrible. And then when I heard the first parts of the story, I'm like, that doesn't sound like it happened. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like not because I know this, I know who this guy is, and I don't like him or whatever. Like I didn't vote for Trump. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any state. I don't have any uh, stake in this game. What I so late? I don't have any. Whatever. I don't have any any. I don't have any any fucking agenda in this whole thing, right? And I was just like, that just doesn't sound like a thing. Like, it, it, the story sounds very fake on so many levels. And then he, like, wouldn't hand over his phone, which I get the whole, like, oh, there's personal stuff on your phone. If somebody, like, committed a crime like that to you and your phone could help find those people, you got to be like, hey, can I be with you when you go through my phone? I don't want you, like, looking at, like, maybe this guy, I don't know, maybe he sends, like, dick pics to people or maybe as I don't know, pictures of other people that are, whatever. Like, I don't know what's on this guy's phone. I don't know what he's doing, but people, we have stuff on our phone we don't want other people to see. It's embarrassing. Just whatever. But, like, why would you not... If somebody beat the fuck out of me because I'm Jewish or just because I'm fucking whatever, and I would want those guys caught. And if I, my phone could help out, like, I would definitely... So, anyways, this guy, like, eventually, like, gave, like, a, an Excel spreadsheet of um, his phone calls, but, like, took some out so then the chicago police apparently were like all right so we just subpoenaed they subpoenaed his original phone records or his real phone records and then just checked the calls that he took off because obviously we didn't take them off so whatever so this guy basically um hired these two guys these two nigerian guys one i guess they're brothers and one guy was on empire and he knows them and one guy trained him at the gym or something or they both trained him i don't know these guys by the way like no one's talking about this these dudes are fucking jacked dude these are the picture they keep showing these guys these guys are in phenomenal shape like these guys are like bodybuilders just ripped like the fucking the 10 pack abs you know what i mean where the abs are just like huge anyways so these guys um and these guys, I guess, cooperated with the police and just explained the whole thing. And so he hired them to do this. And he also, I guess, previously had sent a letter to himself at the production company or the studio or whatever where they filmed the show in Chicago, where it also said, like, called him the N-word and the F-word for a gay person and said, like, MAGA on it and all this stuff. And had letters cut out from magazines and all, whatever. And, like, so, so, and it had crushed up aspirin to make it look like it might be some sort of like, you know, terror thing like anthrax or something, right? So right now, from what I understand, he's facing like one to three years or probation and a fine for, you know, filing the false police report. And then, but the the letter he sent 
technically from what I've heard, that is a domestic terrorism, like that's a federal crime. So if you guys remember that uh, guy who was kind of a nutcase, but um, I guess I guess he's like fringe right wing, um, and he was sending like fake pipe bombs to CNN and John Brennan, and I think he sent one to Hillary Clinton. Like he's sending them to like people like Democrats and whatever, uh, and like left wing news outlets. But they weren't real pipe bombs, right? But it doesn't matter because if I send you like your if you work at a fucking flower store and I send you a fake pipe bomb and I'm like, yo, Felicia. We'll fucking kill you or whatever, right? Even if the pipeline's not real, it's still a terror threat. Like, you're still going to, you know, have to call the police. They're still going to get, like, a bomb squad in. They're going to have to check it out, right? So it's like, that's not like something where it's like, oh, it wasn't a real bomb, so whatever. So just because he crushed up aspirin to make it look like it was some sort of other thing, like chemical weapon or something, it doesn't matter. It's still a... De- so he, what he did is the exact same thing under the penal code as that crazy dude in the van who is sending fake pipe bombs to Democrats so um, and news organizations. So, I mean, dude, this guy, this is a thing. Like, some people are on the news saying, like, oh, like, he's just a troubled guy. And, like, hopefully, like, he learned his lessons. Like, dude, fuck that. That is ridiculous what he did. You know what I mean? Like, that is, it's, um, I heard some people saying, like, it's racist because he lied and said they were white guys and everything. I don't think it's racist. I don't think this guy's racist. I'm sure Jesse Smollett has white friends. But it is hateful of people who disagree with your opinion. You know what I mean? Like he orchestrated something to say that they were white guys, to say that they were Donald Trump supporters who wear MAGA hats, right? So he's basically hating people who disagree with him. And I don't know if that's any better than being racist. Like if I... I'm not racist, and I don't fucking hate people who disagree with me ide- ideologically about stuff. But, like, if I hate somebody because of what their religion is, isn't that the same as hating somebody because of, or the, what, I hate somebody because of their sexual orientation, or I hate somebody because of, I guess skin color is a little different because that's something that's, like, you were born with. But, like, if you hate somebody because of their religion, or you hate somebody because of their sexual orientation, um you know, sexual orientation, I mean, I feel like for most studies, you're born with that too. But like, if you hate somebody for that, hating somebody because they disagree with you politically and trying to uh, divide the country even more than it already is, just to for your own agenda, apparently, according to the police, what they're saying now is he did this just because he wanted a bump in salary. Like he wanted, at the very least, this guy wanted more notoriety. I mean, he was going on, he did his concert saying like, I fought the fuck back. I'm the gay Tupac. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you, like, you're fucking a piece of shit. Like, I don't care if this, if I fucking, uh, if I'm like a racist white guy and I uh, hire a couple of white guys to jump me and say, you know, oh, you're a cracker and or something. I make up some story saying, oh, yeah, and it was two black guys. Like, people are pretending this isn't as bad as it is. It is horrible. It's horrific what this guy did. Think about if the police would have caught two white guys who happened to be in the area at that time. From, from every action that Jesse Smollett took, he would have said, yeah, those are the guys, just so it would make his story better. So he would have been willing to send two innocent people to prison for a long time. Like, if you get convicted of a hate crime, you're fucking, that's, that's bad news. Like, there's hate crime legislation where it's like, that's even worse than a regular crime. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
in some say I mean, I'm not an expert in all that, but like from what I understand. So that's a terrible thing to do to other human beings. Forget the fact that he manipulated the, you know, the country and made everybody, you know, argue over this. This shouldn't even be an argument. Everybody should go, this is fucking terrible. Right? Like, like, I don't even get, I don't get it. Like, I think, like, I would not vote for Bernie Sanders. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. But like, I'm not orchestrating attacks to fucking make it like, oh, people who voted for Hillary Clinton did this to me. Oh, Bernie Sanders supporters did this to me. That is a hateful, hateful thing to think, oh, just because these people have a different perspective on certain things or maybe have a different life than I have and they disagree with me politically, they're bad, they're less than, they're, they're, they're not worth anything so I can just shit all over them or I can paint them with this brush that I want them to be painted with. That's terrible. It's a terrible thing. And it's like, you know, they say uh, hate crimes are on the rise the last, like, I think the last decade. Like, hate crimes, I think, went up during Obama's administration. They're going up still during Trump's administration. But also, fake hate crimes, like these hoaxes are up too. Like, that's a weird thing that people, like, when our culture gets to a point where it's like, oh, being a victim is, like, a great thing, so I'm going to do what I can to be a victim because that's rewarded, there's a reason why he did it. He knew the media would reward it. He knew the media would be like, oh, yeah, fuck these Trump supporters, you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason he did it. If it wasn't rewarded with notoriety, like, this guy did it legitimately, according to the Chicago police, to get a bump in salary. So why would he do this to get a bump in salary if he didn't know how things work in Hollywood and how things work in the entertainment industry that this would lead to a bump in salary? This would lead to more notoriety. This would lead to people going, hey, man, that guy was a victim. That guy went through some crazy stuff. Poor him. He's great. He's better now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's better than all of us. Like, his opinion means more now. Like, that guy's a sociopath. He's a fucking piece of shit. He only cares about himself. That is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to do. And... I think it's I think it's bizarre the people who originally believe the story. I'm not saying you had to originally disbelieve it and say, "Oh, this guy's lying right away," but to hear that story and not go, "That's a little weird." How did he hold onto his sandwich and his phone during an attack that he fought back when two guys jumped him? You know what I mean? Like, what? Like it just it didn't sound real. So I'm not saying you had to hear the story and go, "Oh, fuck this guy, he's lying." You know, of course, don't do that. Someone comes through, uh, you know, with a story. You go, okay, like, geez, like, the, is there evidence for this? Like, that sounds terrible. But like, when there's certain things that don't add up, like I said, like if I told you guys I got jumped in Harlem by guys in clan outfits, you'd be like, there were guys in clan outfits in Harlem. Like, what? What? Like, that's that's a okay reaction to have to my bullshit story. You know what I mean? And maybe it did happen, but fuck, I'd like to see some evidence that these guys were in clan outfits jumping you, Jeff. You know, so. Anyways, I just think it's ridiculous. I watched. I was on the plane coming back uh, into L.A. and they had CNN on the plane. I was watching Don Lemon, who apparently is like friends with Jesse Smollett, and this guy's covering it. Like, I don't understand how this guy gets to cover it, but he was like, um, I watch it, and he goes, you know, if if Jesse's lying, if he did lie to all of us. That is not cool. I'm like, not cool. That is the biggest euphemism I've ever heard in my life for a horribly divisive, disgusting, narcissistic, self-serving fucking act with nobody else in mind willing to fucking throw two innocent people under the bus and send them to prison to further your story. Like, that is not cool. Oh, not cool, bro. What? And then it's just like, 
I don't know, man. I don't really understand. And then Don Lemon said, like, you know, why? And Jesse, he went on um, Good Morning America. And I have no disrespect for the morning shows. You know, I love all my colleagues there. But, um, you know, he should have he should have come on like Cable was like, come on a show like this. You know, where he could be asked the tough question. He's like, he's a, and he goes, come to a real journalist. And he goes, ooh, I didn't mean that. Like, he immediately realizes that he called the morning host not real journalist and he called himself a real journalist and then he's like i didn't mean that and he goes i mean robin roberts did a terrific job with that interview it's like no she didn't she didn't ask any fucking real questions i watched the interview like parts of it like there's no follow-up like i said like let's just take me i said hey guys i'm jewish and some guys recognize me as being jewish in uh, harlem or you know south side of chicago and they were wearing clan outfits and they fucking do all stuff and I fought them, but I was holding on to a sandwich the whole time. And then I didn't tell police until like 45 minutes later. And like a real journalist would be like, hey, like hands up. Excuse me. Quick question. Um, how do you hold on to the sandwich? You fought back. How? Like, and you're on the phone. So you're on the phone. So you had your phone in one hand, the sandwich in the other hand, but you're fighting back. The sandwich wasn't damaged. The phone call. How'd the phone call end? Like, those are just like normal questions. It doesn't mean you're you know, a bad person for asking them. These are just, if something sounds weird, you can go, hey, that sounds weird. I don't care what race or uh, sexual orientation someone has. Like, that's fucking shit that sounds weird. sounds weird. So she didn't do a terrific job. And it's just like a weird thing that, you know, Don Lemon, who has been saying that he's been texting with the guy the whole time because they're friends, apparently, which is fine. But he's like, he should have come on my show? What? So he should have, instead of going to Robin Roberts and Good Morning America where he got a softball interview, he should have come to your show where you guys text all the time and you're just boy? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, that's like, you know, I do my other podcast, my buddy Ian. So something happens <coughs> with me. I guess I should really go to the, the real journalist, my friend Ian, who's going to give me the best softest interview known to man because he's my best friend so um yeah i don't know i just think it's disgusting and uh i think it's gross how every single thing in our country is just like politicized certain things guys are just fucking that's bad you know what i mean should not be a right left issue everyone's trying to like not everyone a lot of people trying to spin it now and they're like oh this is like it's really bad for blah blah blah. It's like, like you know, oh, and some a lot of people saying like, oh, I hope like, you know, they take it easy on him. He's he's a troubled guy, you know. Okay, what this whole like troubled guy thing? I I've said this. I know this is not a popular opinion. I think, you know, now that I'm older, and I have kids and I've lived longer, uh, the death penalty as it is now, I don't think uh, is very good because. From what I understand, again, I always say that because I'm not an expert on all this stuff, but like, from what I understand, people who get the death penalty, they're sentenced to it, they just, you know, they kind of appeal and appeal and they're just kind of, it ends up costing the states or whatever more money to keep them on death row than if they would have just gotten life in prison, okay? That's what I understand. Maybe that's changed, whatever. What I'm saying is, if someone's convicted in a trial of like, you know, double murder or something like that, uh, then I'm not saying that person maybe we shouldn't give the death penalty because there have been people wrongly convicted, which by the way, I think about that periodically. That is, can you imagine being wrongly convicted of a terrible crime? Like you did not do it and you go to prison for like fucking 18 years or 30 years or the rest of your life and you just die in prison. 
Because you hear these stories of people like it gets overturned, and there was you know the police place the police department was corrupt or you know DNA evidence or whatever like it totally exonerates somebody or whatever they find the real person. That is, can you imagine just living your life right now and you're like, oh, I would never rape anybody, I'd never kill anybody, and then you just get convicted of doing it. Oh, that's horrible, right? But my point is, people like uh, that kid Dylan Roof who shot up that church in Charleston, which I've been to, by the way, I went there afterwards. I was in Charleston, so I made a point to stop by, and it's fucking just eerie being outside that place. It's a nice little street in Charleston, so pretty, South Carolina, and this fucking son of a bitch dude goes in there and just shoots people while they're trying to pray. So, like, that guy, just kill him. Like, I know that's not popular. Just kill that guy. The guy that shot up the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, kill him. Just kill him. Like when people say, oh, but they, you know, they have an issue. Okay, great. Well, you know, some people have an issue and they just kind of talk to the wall, but they don't hurt anybody. And some people have an issue where they shoot up a fucking church where people are just trying to pray because they hate black people, right? Well, I don't care what that guy's issue is. Kill that guy. Just don't put him in prison. Don't feed him three meals a day. Don't like spend money on his bed and cleaning his sheets and all that shit. Just fucking get rid of that guy. Like when you have a rotten egg, if you buy a batch of eggs and there's one that's rotten, you just sit there and try and nurture it back to fucking being a, an edible egg. No, you just fucking throw it in the trash. Like some people are just human trash, dude. Like if you, if, if it's for sure you did it, if it's for sure you just went in, just lit a bunch of people up and killed a bunch of people for no fucking reason. Or if you had, a, you know, your reason, but your reason is, you know, I hate them cause they're black or I hate them cause they're Jewish or I hate them cause they're fucking whatever. And that's your only reason. Like it's not like they've, they killed your parents or so. I don't know, whatever. My point is just kill those people. Just kill them right away. They don't need to exist. They're terrible people. They're, they're whatever. Like, and I'm not saying like you can't forgive or something, but like, you know, and those people, especially in that church in Charleston, like they forgave, you know, right away. And because the, they're like very Christian, like it's part of their faith to just forgive and everything. You can also forgive while that guy's just fucking dead and just burn him and just fucking let his ashes just fucking go into the air. Like, then they can forgive too. They can still forgive. You know what I mean? So, anyways, I don't know how I got onto that, but my point is, I think this guy, Jesse Smollett, should get fucking the maximum. I have a feeling he's going to get almost nothing. I hope I'm wrong about that. If he gets probation and a fine and all this stuff, like, that is just complete bullshit. To to divide the country even more and be willing what it seemed like maybe i don't know maybe if they really caught two white guys he would come forward and be clean and say oh i really orchestrated this whole thing but from every shred of evidence that we've seen of how he acted doing interviews doing his concerts and he fought back and he's the gay tupac and you know doing his interview with robin roberts saying like i can't i can't believe people wouldn't believe me like that is so hurtful if i would have said he said in his interviews like if i would have said they were you know mexican or or uh or black people who did this to me like i just feel like people would believe me more but because i said they're white it's like it's like hey man how about the fact that your story doesn't make sense that's why we don't believe you your story just didn't make sense there's so many parts of it that don't make sense that's it so anyways guys rant over i was thinking about like breaking all this up into multiple podcasts and i did not do it. i just want to get one out i haven't done one in a while um yeah check out my instagram i really have fun doing those cartoon things i got a freddie mercury one i'm trying to upload right now but instagram's giving me some shit so um check it out i think it's a pretty fun 
pretty fun and uh, so yeah my instagram is at jeff keith g-e-o-f-f-k-e-i-t-h same with my twitter you can email me it's all in the show notes the jeff keith show at gmail.com and i have my other podcast the eng podcast and congrats uh my buddy ian and his wife jen just had their baby boy so every everybody's healthy which is good i was like nerve-wracked you know what i mean i was on the ship and i knew you know he's texting me like oh yeah like she's going into labor and then I fell asleep and I woke up and I had this text where he was like, oh man, blah, blah, blah. Like it's taken a while. And I'm, I was like, I couldn't sleep because I just, I'd been through that twice. And I know how uh, nerve wracking it is and you just want everything to go smoothly. That's why my wife and I are done after having two kids. We have a boy and a girl. And fucking pregnancy is, oh, excuse me, I don't know how people go through it so many times. It is nerve wracking, you know? I was worried about my wife. I was worried about the kid being healthy. I was worried about so many things. My son didn't pass his hearing test right away, which is sort of common. But it, like when the nurses and doctors are like, oh, don't worry, it happens a lot. You're like, how often? And they're just like, oh, it happens like 15% of the time or something. You're like, that's what? Can my son hear? And like we were stressed out for like, was it a week or two? I think it was like two weeks before we went back for another test. And he passed it and he can hear and my son's fine. But we were like clapping and seeing if he would like react to it. So there's just like all these things that, you know, you have to worry about. And, uh, so anyways, congrats to my buddy. Um, I won't say anything else about it, his name or anything. Cause I don't know if he wants any of that public. It's all, that's all up to him. But, uh, yeah. So check out my other podcast, the ENG podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do fun. I should have looked up some Yelp reviews. We'll do some funny Yelp reviews. I'll be in town for a couple weeks. So I'll try and get out as many podcasts as I can. I have a, a couple of my friends lined up. My friend Thomas is going to come on. He's um, by gender, which uh, I think is like, um, wait, trans? Is that trans? I don't know. He'll explain it. Um, basically, oh, it's like trans fluid, kind of the way he explained it to me. But he said there's a difference. So um, it's like he sometimes thinks he's a guy, sometimes he's a girl. So he's also a comedian, funny guy, friend of mine, a little quirky. So that'll be a fun conversation. My buddy Pete said he was going to come on. Pete used to date Stormy Daniels and, uh, he dated Stormy Daniels during the time that this whole shit went down with Donald Trump. So that should be an interesting conversation. And Pete also has a bunch of fun stories about celebrities cause he used to be the MC at Beecher's Madhouse, uh, which is like a huge show in Vegas. And I think they did it in New York and stuff too. But Anyways, Pete's a great guy, good friend of mine. And I got some other people lined up. I'm going to start doing some interviews, but I just want to get some of this content out. So please rate it five stars if you haven't yet. And uh, I don't fucking know how to promote shit. Tell a friend. I don't know how this works. Anyways, thanks, guys. Thanks for letting to my daddy.